Do you love forest proximity, heists, found family, and opposites attract romances? Well, you are going to devour the brand new rom-com from Sarah Desai to have a heist. Hello, Swoon Squad. Welcome to While You Were Reading, a podcast for contemporary romance readers. I'm your host, USA Today bestselling romantic comedy author, Lisa Daly. On today's show, we are talking with Sarah Desai about her couldn't put it down new romance to have and to heist. So you probably already know Sarah. She is the author of some of your favorite rom-coms and mine, including The Dating Plan, The Singles Table, The Marriage Game, and her brand new couldn't put it down all night to have and to heist, which is coming July 18th from Berkeley. Sarah has a fascinating resume. She has been a lawyer, a radio DJ, a marathon runner, historian, bouncer, librarian. She lives on Vancouver Island with her husband, kids, and assortment of forest creatures who think that they are pets. Sarah's diverse romantic comedy books have appeared in Entertainment Weekly, People, Marie Claire, Bustle, and USA Today. You can learn more about Sarah at sarahdesai.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to While You Were Reading. I am your host, Lisa Daly. I am so, so excited to talk with Sarah today about her brand new Could Not Put It Down All Night to Have and to Heist a Contemporary Romance. Sarah, you are the author of some of my really favorite romances, actually. I um, I absolutely loved The Dating Plan, The Singles Table, The Marriage Game, all absolutely fantastic. And your brand new book is a little bit of a departure from those, but I think that your fans are still going to just go, like, they're just going to love it. Um, your brand new book is called To Have and to Heist, and that is coming uh, July 18th from Berkeley. Tell us a little bit about this book and what it's about. So it's a rom-com caper book. So it's still got my rom-com vibes, but it's um, it's got... Uh, a little bit of mystery in there, a little bit of a heist. Well, a lot of a heist, I guess. <laughs> um, and it's um, about a group of misfit millennials who um, get together to um, go through with a heist and um, hopefully to pay off their student loans. And they all sort of fall into this heist, you know, um, a little bit um, unexpectedly. I guess is the is the way that uh, it, it happens for them, as one does fall into a heist <laughs> unexpectedly. You're like, oh no, I'm part of a heist. I really love this. I thought it was. I mean, again, it was a little bit of a departure for me for you. Actually, it was a departure in more ways than one, right? Because your your previous books had, let's say, more open door romance, yeah. and this one it leaves a little more to the imagination. What made you decide to do that? Um, I, I think because I wanted there, there's a there's a, a definite romance in the book. There's a whole oh, yeah. romance arc um, between the two main characters, but the heist was a huge element of the book, and I wanted to give it its its due. 
And, um, and so I couldn't put in all those spicy scenes and really go through with all the twists and turns that you get in a heist without it. Well, I think that, honestly, I think that the trade-off was worth it because you still do, like, there's great, great chemistry um, between the two main characters. And, oh my gosh, I just had like a a Simeon Jack, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, like, for a second, I was like, wait, what was his name? (laughs) I can totally picture him and his plant-loving ways. I thought that was a really interesting little quirk for for a romance hero, romance slash heist hero, is that he's quite the plant guy. Yeah. And this was something that I found weirdly appealing, almost in the same way, like, where I find men who can cook really kind of hot. And I think it's pretty much because, like, on my lanai, my mother calls that death row because I cannot keep a plant alive. I love them, but I cannot keep them alive. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about was that I love the, the story set in Chicago, and it feels very much in some ways like a small town romance. And the reason for that is that you have, which is, which is kind of surprising, right? Because Chicago is a big city. And I think the reason for that is probably this proliferation of aunties that are all over the city. Can you explain a little bit about how that works and you know, and what, what that means to the story? Well, what I wanted to focus on uh, in the story was that sense of community and the sense of family. And um, with with our South Asian community, you find that um, families all seem to congregate in the same area and everybody knows everybody and everybody knows everybody's business. And it is almost like its own small town. Um, I grew up in a small town, so I really know that feeling. And I grew up within this South Asian community, so I know that feeling as well. And, you know, it doesn't matter how big a city you're in, you still have that family, you still have that sense of community, and you still have all the busybodies who are right up in your business. (laughs) (laughs) I personally loved all of the busybodies, but I imagine that in real life, that that might what would be like any like like just living in a small town like in some ways there's comfort in pe- everybody knowing your business and caring about what you do and you know well you're probably not going to get kidnapped because your aunt Viola is you know peering out the window but I think I mean the, I kept getting this small town vibe it was really really strong through the whole thing and I literally went back and thought like this is Chicago right but I loved. I just loved the the experience of the book in that way. It felt the characters felt so three dimensional, and they were really they just really came to life. So one of the things that I wanted to ask you about was, aside from the ability to know and care for plants, your hero Jack is um, quite swoony, and he's a we you're not we're not sure in the beginning of the book if he's a bit of a bad boy or not like we're not quite positive which makes him more appealing right because he could be good but he could be bad and you know we like that so what do you think the I don't know if this is a fair question to ask the author but I'm going to anyway what why do you think what is it you put into the chemistry that makes it so magical between um Simi and Jack I, I think it is that 
it's a little bit of opposites attract because, you know, she's already got her, she's having a, t- a tough time with life, but she's still quite an organized person. She turns right. out to, she discovers in herself that she actually has leadership abilities, which nobody ever noticed because she's the youngest in a family of boys and she was always overlooked and never given any opportunities. Right. And so she really comes out into her own in this and she finds out that, yeah, I'm, I'm a leader. I, you know, and, and that's why my whole life has been so difficult is because I've, you know, I, she was taking these office jobs where she was like the grunt and, right. you know, and that was just, that wasn't her soul. That wasn't who she was. And so, so that's who she is. But, but Jack is not like that. I mean, he is, you know, when I was thinking of Jack, I was thinking like, um, Mal from Firefly, Han Solo, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. you know, you put all those kinds of get, he's a little bit of a rogue. He's a little bit of, you know, coloring outside the lines kind of guy. And I think that really makes an attraction for, for, for them to be together. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And there's also like, what of the things that you, you know, in all those sort of classic heroes that you just mentioned, is that these guys are like these kind of rough and tumble guys, but they also have this real sweet, like there's a sweetness, right? There's a sweetness to um, to Mal from um, Firefly and to Han Solo. And, you know, there's something in there that's that's really like magical. I love that. I can totally see that that was your, um, that, that was your inspiration. So you are an attorney and you are a romance author. And I assume that you have real life aunties because you write about them so vividly. So what I want to know is, are they more proud of you for being a lawyer or more proud of you for being a romance author? I, I think it's half and half. Like my, my dad is <laughs> so excited about my books. Like he'll go that. into the bookstores and he'll buy them. I'll be like, do not read them. You know, do not read my books. You can hold them. You can look at them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can and, recommend um, them to others. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and I was surprised because, you know, he was very proud when I became a lawyer um, and, and I thought, oh, what's he going to think about this new career shift? You know, it's, it's, it's off the beaten path, but no, like he's, he's right into it. And, and actually my uncles, it's, it's actually the uncles that are even, you know, more excited. And one of my uncles came to visit from California and he had his iPad with him, which he carries everywhere. And he's like, I've got all your books. I was like, oh my God, he's a very religious person. And, you know, <laughs> my first three books are not good for, they're, you know, that. They're a little racist. Thing. And I'm like, please don't read them. And my dad's like, he's trying to be supportive. He's trying to be supportive. Like, I will never be able to talk to him again. <laughs> right. Thanksgiving is now a wash. <laughs> You're never going to be able to go back and face yeah. all those, all of your uncles and your dad. I love that, though, that they're being so supportive. I think yeah. that's really, uh, really awesome. I have a question for you that is a little off the beaten path. So you're you're clearly extremely bright. You are an attorney. And I think sometimes when really smart women go into writing romance, they have one, it's almost like water skiing. I don't know if you ever water skied. When you water ski, when you first learn, the first thing is you fall forward, then you fall backwards, then you fall off to one side or the other, and then you get up. And I know this because our family had the boat and I watched millions of my friends learn how to water ski. This is how it works. So 
What I found in talking with a lot of really smart women who write romance is that they come at it from one of two paths. Either they're like, set the world on fire. I'm writing romance and I don't give a crap what you think about that. And they're proud and go through it. Or on the other hand, they have to sort of go through, you know, kind of feeling okay about it in their own minds before they can kind of put it out into the world. So were you a blaze my trail, you know, I'm writing it and you can suck it if you don't like it or, or, uh, or did you have to like come, you know, come to romance, you know, this way around and up and up and down. I think, I think I sort of fall in the middle there because I had always been a writer. I, you know, from when I was little, I have boxes filled with journals of stories. I was writing for newspapers and stuff. But then when I became a lawyer, I couldn't write anymore. I think it's because it uses a different part of your brain. Um, I just couldn't write. And and so I was a lawyer for many, many years. Um, and then I became ill and I had to stop practicing for a bit. And my husband's, and it took a while to recover. My husband's like, well, why don't you do what you've always wanted to do and write a book. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, um, I, I love romance. I was always been a, a romance reader and I took this course and they're like, Oh, write what you know. And I thought, Oh, well I write, I know law. So I'll write, um, you know, a uh, romantic suspense, legal thriller. Right. So I actually, I, I actually have a different pen name where I write more suspense, um, and, um, much more spicy books. Um, and so anyway, and so that book just, it took off and, and I started like, I had a whole career and then I had a choice. Do I go back to law or do I pursue this? And I thought, well, yeah, no, gung ho. We're, we're going to, we're going <laughs> to write romance. Right. Well, I think that's the thing too, is like, once you get a little taste of that, um, yeah, it's like crack. I think, um, it, I think that once you sort of get a, a little taste of writing and that experience of having readers, read what you have written, you know, that it really can change things in a profound way. And I can't, I, I don't know, I've worked in a number of fabulous and interesting professions, but I, I've never found, even being on television for a million years, I could not, I, there's nothing more fun than writing romances. That's just it. <laughs> and if you can like spend your life doing that, why, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you? So every week, my favorite contemporary romance authors and I trade book recommendations. They tell me what they think I'd like. I tell them what I think they'd like. And everybody's TBR pile gets like a lot higher. So what are you reading now? I'm very interested to know. <laughs> uh, I'm always reading. Uh, right now, I'm in a paranormal romance phase. But um, I've been reading a lot of really good contemporary stuff. Um one of them is I just finished Dating Dr. Jill by Neil I Sharma. have that. It was so good. I absolutely love this book. <laughs> I have, it's like uh, like two down on my um, TBR and I'm making a note now. I'm officially moving it up on your recommendation. Love that. Well, if you love, you know, meddling aunties and, and big yes. families and that, I mean, that's what this is all about because, because that, and in this, in that book that the aunties are, are driving them together. You know, like they're almost forcing them together and it's just really delicious. I love that. I, don't, <laughs> I have like a soft spot for well-meaning and 
rambunctious octogenarians. I have included them <laughs> in many of my own books. I just, I think there's something so fabulous about that. I think it's because my grandmother had a number of sisters. So my aunties are um, all deceased now, but they were such a powerful force in my life when I was young and in my mother and her sister's lives. I oh, like I can always sort of feel them. And my grandmother always wanted a writer in the family. I think she was one of those people who always wanted to write but never took the chance. And um, so she thought there was nothing greater than to be an author. And so I always like feel like this spiritual connection to her because of that. All right. So love, love, love dating Dr. Dell. Any anything else you want to recommend? I'll tell you what I'm reading. Yo. Oh, yeah, I've got one. I was also reading um, oh my one, How to Marry Keanu Reeves in 90 Days. I mean, I'm a big Keanu Reeves fan here. So, of course, I had to read this book. And it's super fun because it's got the um, the journey trope where they you're going across the country chasing after Keanu Reeves because she's determined to make him marry her. But, of course, you know, the guy that's been in love with her all her life comes with her and... And I always think that's so lovely, you know, where he, mm -hmm. you know he's pining for her, but he's willing to go on this quest with her where it might end up with her marrying Keanu Reeves. It's just such a fun book. He just wants her to be happy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that trope. I absolutely love that trope. Very, very nice. Excellent suggestions. Both love that. Love both authors, too. This book, Not a Sleeper. Have you seen oh, it? I want to read it. Oh, the my gosh. Experiment. Yeah. So I had the ladies on the show last week and um, I loved this book. Now, there is a little bit of sort of insider baseball with the true love experiment because the main character is a romance novelist and she's fun and super sex positive And she does this dating reality show. Basically, this thing like ticks off 87 of my favorite trope boxes. So <laughs> this is the book I'm recommending to you, The True Love Experiment. And I absolutely, absolutely loved it. But I am definitely moving Dating Dr. Dill now to the top of the pile. Love, 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 love. And I have, I have the Keanu Reeves, but I have had that on my Kindle, I think since it was on NetGalley. And okay. I have wanted to read that. I'm going to move that one up because I too love <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? But still, right? I mean, that's it. That's it. Sarah, thank you so, so much for being here. The book is awesome. I cannot wait for everybody to read it so we can all be talking about it. And uh, congratulations. What is coming up next for you? Oh, thanks very much. It's been so fun to be here. I'm right now working on the second heist book in that series. I'm so excited. <laughs> also, I, I have to say while I was reading it, I just a little teeny bit wanted to see if I could plan a heist myself. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, I feel like I might have this skill set. Like I could, I could maybe do this. I think it's interesting. Well, I love, I absolutely love this book. I'm delighted it's going to be a series. And uh, thank you again so much for being here. Good luck and we will see you soon. Thanks very much. Thanks, Sarah. 
Good news, Swoon Squad. If you love steamy hockey romantic comedies, you will be happy to know that The Cutting Edge by yours truly, Lisa Daly, is in stores now. The Cutting Edge is a laugh out loud hockey romantic comedy perfect for fans of Hannah Grace, Helena Hunting, and Pippa Grant. Logan Rivers is our star pro hockey player for the St. Pete Slashers, and he is in a slump. He hasn't scored in three games. He's freaking out. So here comes Coco. She strikes a deal with an assistant coach to be Logan's lucky charm to pay off her training expenses as an Olympic figure skater. Everything is looking up for both of them. And she's almost got her debt all paid off. At The Slashers are on a winning streak. Everything's going great. There's only one problem. She doesn't know how to tell Logan she's been lying to him the whole time. If she can just keep her secret until the playoffs are over. The Cutting Edge is in stores now and coming soon to Kindle Unlimited. Will you be my book boyfriend? So, would Jack make a good book boyfriend? Well, here on While You Are Reading, we only review books that we absolutely, absolutely love. If it's on the show, it's a five-star book. But we also give the book a boyfriend keeper rating, which is basically my totally arbitrary thought process on whether or not I would actually date this imaginary person in real life if I were single which I'm not. For me, Jack makes a really good book boyfriend because one, his name is Jack and I've always loved that name. Two, he is going to keep your plants alive, which is a really big selling point for me personally because everybody calls my lanai death row. Number three, he's got a bad boy streak and that is a toe curler. Number four, he's got that tough exterior and a gooey, gooey center. And I think we all know how I feel about that. To have and to heist, Jack is a fabulous four and a half ring book boyfriend. He really is. He really would be the perfect book boyfriend for me, except there's no way that I'm taking my beach loving self all the way to Chicago. I have, I have very strict, strict rules about long distance relationships with imaginary people. Let's talk tropes. So for our listeners who are like, bring on the tropes, To Have and to Heist is totally tropalicious. You guys are going to love this one. It's got some of our very favorite tropes, opposites attract, a heist, found family, a possible bad boy, and a very good girl. We've got forced proximity and a secret identity. Dun, dun, dun. A big thank you to Sarah Desai for being here with us today. To Have and to Heist is in stores now. I'm your host, Lisa Daly. Thanks so much for listening, Swoonies. As is our way here on While You Are Reading, we are giving away a copy of To Have and to Heist to a lucky winner this week. So to enter, you're just going to head on over to whileyouareading.com or you can just click the link in the show notes. Thanks so much for subscribing, sharing, and rating while you are reading. I'm so incredibly grateful for your support of the show, you guys. I cannot express enough. Like, it, you guys are amazing. So thank you. Love you. And remember, if anyone asks you exactly how you fell madly in love with contemporary romance, you can just tell them it was while you were reading. All my love till next time. <laughs>